a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how I think sequel characters should be handled moving forward in future Star Wars content. Now, I'm going to go through a few different options, uh, but ultimately, this is only speculation, and this is my standard disclaimer that if you do enjoy the sequels, don't take this as any sort of attack on your enjoyment of Uh, that era of Star Wars, I'm more saying how I think Disney should be intentional about handling this contentious bit of lore. Um, I'm not trying to say that, oh, if you'd like this, then you're wrong. I'm just, it's definitely something that I don't like as much. And so I would love a little bit of uh, grace and um, intentionality behind how they use these characters moving forward. So without further ado, let's dive into visions. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. So I'd like to start out by addressing that, in my opinion, and like I said earlier, if you disagree with this, then I'm not trying to discredit you at all. But in my personal opinion, the sequel trilogy was a resounding failure. I think that They handled it all very poorly, very disrespectfully uh, with relation to the original source material. I think that they made a lot of mistakes. But with that, Disney continues to push content related to the sequels, whether that's in the form of comics or novels. But they've also quietly pulled back on sequel-related content. But sooner or later, whether you like it or not, They're going to loop back to it, or at least I would assume. And now these, the following, I think I have five different options for what they can do. Obviously, this is not a comprehensive list, but these are just the ones that I feel like are the most substantive and are the most um, realistic. And I think that these are the best courses of action when handling these characters. And I'm going to say none of these options are rebooting or retconning the sequels. I think that that would take a lot of work. I don't think that they should incorporate a multiversal type element to Star Wars. I think that that'll just muddy up the waters. I think that it's going to stay, but I think that there are a few ways they could deal with it that would be graceful, respectful, and also um, that that would that would not or would be generally fairly well received. You can't you can't uh, you can't please everybody, obviously, but I feel like you have a few options here. So number one, and obviously this is a little less diplomatic than the other ones are going to be, but it's abandon ship, escape, leave it alone, pretend it never happened, and don't touch it with a ten foot pole. Um, I this is personally what I would do. I think that you've messed it up too badly, but at the same time, obviously I'm going to provide other ways that you can still interact with these characters. Uh, in other scenarios, but this is personally what I would do. I think that they should focus on 100 plus years into the future after the rise of Skywalker and focus on Grogu, focus on baby Yoda. He's going to be basically a teenager at the time. He's going to be figuring out his way in the galaxy. Uh, If you set it even further down the line, it could be like a prime Grogu. Um, But if you set it like 100 years in the future, 
You could throw in like Maz Kanata. We don't know how long her lifespan is going to be, but she seems pretty spry in the sequel trilogy. And you could also throw in a really old Chewbacca. Uh, Wookiees uh, live to be around 400 years old. He's around uh, 230, if I'm not mistaken, in The Rise of Skywalker. So, um, so I mean, if you set it like 100 years into the future, it's really not too much of a stretch to think that Chewbacca could still be alive. Um, obviously he's living without all his friends with, which is pretty depressing, but, um, but I mean, that's, I don't, I wouldn't say that's too far of a stretch, but then you also get, you get new adventures, new characters, you get to start fresh away from the Skywalker saga, away from all the pressure that comes with dealing with those characters. And while I find this to be an unlikely scenario, I think that it would be a good idea. My second scenario when dealing with the sequels would be to repair the gap between the sequels and the rest of the franchise, because regardless of the presence of legacy characters in that trilogy, they there's a very glaring disconnect between the sequels and the rest of the Skywalker saga. Obviously, it has the strongest connection to the original trilogy, but there's almost no mention of anything regarding the prequels, which I think is a real shame. And so I think that the best thing to do if you were to continue the story moving forward with like episodes 10, 11, 12, I would think it'd be very important to preserve and incorporate sequels or prequels lore in a respectful way because they're trying to incorporate it in the sense that they've, uh, in, in the books and stuff, they've tried to make the, uh, the rule of two to be uh, drawing uh, inspiration from the concept of a dyad. I think that that's ridiculous and I think that that's a very poorly thought out thing. And I don't consider that canon in my head. But don't do stuff like that. And instead do stuff like, I know that there's a new book out recently, which Luke uh, communes with with Anakin. And I haven't read this book. It's called Secrets of the Sith. So check it out if you want to. And that's not necessarily a spoiler because that was from an excerpt that was released by Lucasfilm themselves. But, um, but stuff like that where you have crossover between legacy characters from both the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and then you also have them interacting with these new characters, I think that that's a great way to build connectivity, and that's not necessarily just nostalgia tripping and stuff like that. That's that's actual storytelling. I think that that would be a fantastic thing to do. Respectfully pay homage to previous trilogies, and I think that the biggest thing is you don't have to kill the past. Let it help form your story. Be And once again, it all comes back to being respectful of the material that has come before. I think that was the biggest issue that they kind of threw spaghetti against the wall and waited to see what would stick with the sequel trilogy. And that's what it felt like. It felt like they were just trying to make movies. They weren't trying to tell the story of the Skywalker saga, which is a real, real shame. But one way to repair the gap would be to completely alter the method. Make the story about Luke, Obi-Wan, uh, Yoda, and Anakin as Force Ghosts, and Qui-Gon. Uh, they're sharing wisdom and stories, influencing galactic events from the netherworld, communing with Rey. Um, but you get to see it from the perspective of the Force Ghosts and getting to see how they operate, where they are, and like how the living force and the cosmic force work within the Star, Star Wars galaxy. I think that would be fascinating. I would be super down for something like that. Maybe have them living in the ruins of Mortis. Um, I don't know. Could be interesting, though. Um, prequel shows. This is probably my second favorite and second 
or what I think is the second most likely to happen. Um, and that's, or actually not even second most likely, probably the most likely to happen. We could get like Kylo Ren Origins, Poe Dameron Before the Resistance, Phasma Origins, Diving into Finn's Story. Obviously, a Rose trilogy would be fantastic. I'm kidding. But like Kylo Ren, going to see, getting to see him training under Luke from Kylo's perspective, getting to see him getting influenced by Snoke, Snoke meeting the Knights of Ren, that sort of stuff would be fantastic. Um, forming the Knights of Ren, if you go that route. Anything like that, I think that he was probably the best character, best new character from the sequels, and they underutilized him criminally. So getting to see, get more development for him would be fantastic. Poe Dameron, probably my least favorite of the ones that I've, I've listed out here, other than the Rose Trilogy, of course. But like, Poe Dameron, he was a spice runner, getting to see how he kind of transitioned. It would be very similar to like an Andor story. Getting to see him go from sort of a selfish guy who only cares about himself and is fighting a fight on a personal level to entering a conflict that is much bigger than him and learning to be a leader and stuff like that. I think that would be fascinating. Finn's storyline could have been the crux of the entire trilogy if they had played their cards right. I mean, a stormtrooper deserter is something that we haven't ever seen on screen. That would have been fantastic as sort of a driving force behind your narrative. I think that that would have been amazing, but they didn't do anything with it. They didn't make it so that Finn was having these these doubts about this fight because he was having to kill these stormtroopers that he knew were just like him, that had been brainwashed. They had been taken from their families as children, and he's having to do it because he knows that it's for the cause, and they're technically the enemy, but at the same time, they had no choice. But no, he didn't do anything with that. So, I mean, like, and then also, obviously, Phasma, you could do something like Book of Boba Fett showing, or not something like Book of Boba Fett, but something like I wish the Book of Boba Fett was, where it's showing her operate in such a way that's really cool, doing some justice to her character, making her more than just an action figure opportunity. Something like that would be really, really awesome. Getting to see her train up through the ranks of the First Order. Um, Getting to see her do stuff, actually, that would be really, really cool. The best thing that I think that Disney could do, this is my last and probably the most important thing, and this is very vague, but it's for them to read the room. I feel like they are so out of touch, which is a real shame, but obviously there are people who like the sequels. They were very poorly received by a good chunk of the fandom, and I don't think that it is by any means a good idea for them to continue to alienate those fans. I think that it's very important to acknowledge the fact that those movies didn't go according to plan. And instead of continuing to shove sequels content down our throats and just be like, oh, hey, this is another thing that ties into the sequels. This is your, like I said before, you're putting band-aids on bullet holes at this point. Stop trying to roll everything back and pull focus to generally, generally loved content like The Mandalorian. Because I think Mando has gotten criminally underutilized in Star Wars marketing for how successful and well-received it is. Mando-themed comics, novels, experiences at places like Disney World. How have you not done this yet, Disney? There's barely anything. There was supposed to be a Mando comic or a Mando novel or something like that. That got X-Nade. 
make a Mando video game. How have you not capitalized on this? Everybody loves it. It's a unifying force between established fans, new fans, people who have never watched Star Wars before. I mean, it is such a powerful show, and they've done nothing with it outside of the show itself, which is wild. Obviously, it's in, like, commercials for Disney+, Plus, but no, duh. I don't know. It's weird to me. I don't know why they haven't done more with it. Maybe it's because they're trying to save the story for the show itself, and then once the show has run its course, then they're going to go into it. But why? Capitalize on it as it's happening. People love it. Everyone loves it. Not everyone, but like most generally people love it. I don't understand. I really, really don't. And I just, I would say if you're going to do any of this stuff with the sequels, do it gently. Understand that people reacted the way they did for a reason and find something that will cater to new fans while not alienating established ones and put people in creative control who care about and understand Star Wars. That's the biggest heckin' thing that you can do. Don't put people in... I mean, obviously, put good writers in. Put people who who can form a good story, but put people in these positions who understand the story and have a story to tell. Not someone that's like, oh yeah, I'll make a Star Wars thing. No. That's not how this works. Star Wars is a very sensitive thing entity it's fragile not fragile it's pretty robust actually but it's important to a lot of people and it's also important to respect that finally this is all under the umbrella of the last point which is read the room have a freaking plan next time you go into something don't pull a sequels Don't be like, oh, I guess we'll throw this together as we go. No. At the very least, go in with a roadmap. Say, hey, this is the direction we're trying to go. So someone like Ryan Johnson doesn't be like, oh, let me just subvert everyone's expectations and just make a S sandwich, just as it were. Like, it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to just come in and make a Star Wars movie for the sake of making a Star Wars movie. Make a Star Wars movie to tell or continue to tell a story that adds something to the already amazing mythos that is Star Wars. Do that. I don't know. I feel like this has turned into a rant, so maybe I'll throw in a little... uh, um, I've got a bad feeling about this singer here because this ended up being kind of a ranty thing. I got a bad feeling about this. I haven't had a good rant in a while, so that was that was good to get off my chest. But that being said, that's really all that I have for this episode. But this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So today what I have for y'all is that originally, in early development of the sequels, Ray's character was actually named Kira. And obviously this is kind of interesting because in Solo, A Star Wars Story, the main female protagonist is named Kira, played by, uh, not Olivia, Amelia Clark, obviously. Um, and Kira, with a Q, not with a K, like Ray was supposed to be, um, is actually someone that I really want to learn more about. I think that it's really sad that Disney decided that since Solo performed badly, that they're not going to do anything else with spinoffs, uh, in the form of movies at least, for a while. Um, because I think that this, the storyline that was set up with her and Maul is very interesting, and I know that it's in comics and stuff, but I, I would really like to see it portrayed on screen again. That said, 
that's about all that I have for this episode. Um, make sure you go back and listen to last week's ability to speak does not make you intelligent for the month of July. I had my good friends Mitchell and Daniel on from the fitness account Two Bros One Barbell. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram using that handle. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. And listen to us wherever you get your podcasts on streaming platforms by searching Twin Sun Talks. Uh, yeah, that's about all that I have. You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.